Welcome to Insights, the podcast from Haley Marketing built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. Whether we're talking about marketing trends or what's working right now for staffing and recruiting firms across North America, we're here to share our insights on how you can stand out, stay top of mind, and sell more. Let's get to the show. What's up? This is Brad Biley, and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are you feeling this week, buddy? We're doing well, Brad. How are you? I am fantastic, Matt. Things are going great. You know what, Matt? It's spring break season, and now I'm in my 30s. I'm not going on spring break, but weather's heating up in Buffalo. It feels like spring break. We've got spring break vibes going on right now. So, Matt, I'm going to ask you this. Did you go anywhere on spring break when you were in college? We did. Um, four guys got in a minivan and drove from northern Indiana to Miami. Wow. Straight through. Wow. Um, couple fun facts. One, we were trying to bring a TV, whatever. Okay. That was before you really had devices. And by the time we got out of the parking lot, we realized it didn't work. And two... <laughs> so you just had a TV in your car that wasn't working or your minivan? Yeah. Okay. The the halfway point between northern Indiana and Miami. Where do you think that is on a map, Brad? Let's oh. play a game. Where do you think that is on a map? I am not. It's a 20, it's a 20-ish hour drive. Uh, we went overnight, never stopped. Where do you think the midway point is on the map? Is that like Tennessee? Would that be over that way? Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. 10 hours from northern Indiana to Atlanta and like 10 hours from Atlanta to Miami. And then we got on a boat for a week and drove back. Wow. Yeah, it was fun. Good for you. Fun senior year. You know, we did it once. Be safe, everyone, on spring break. Let's hear about Brad Biley's spring break escapades. I did Miami as well. Me and a group of, of buddies went to Miami, Florida. We flew. Um, still paying for it. You know, obviously, you go, to, you go to a state school in upstate New York. What do you do? You take out some student loans to hopefully pay for your housing, pay for some other things, books, whatever. Yeah, I rolled over a little bit extra, went to Miami. So, uh, you know. The interest on that is is probably something that 21-year-old, 20-year-old Biley should have thought about, but no regrets. Absolutely no regrets. But yeah, spring break season, Matt, everything's heating up. Excited to get in some rounds of golf very, very soon. Excited more so, I think, to cut my grass. I just am staring at it like regularly at this point. Um, that's what's on my mind. That's really what's on my mind right now is when can I golf next? When am I going to get to cut and edge my grass? And and will the rabbits stay away and, and not just play on it and tear it up? Stay tuned. Stay tuned for more. Matt, let's get to the show. Let's go. Let's talk about understanding your Google business profile. Matt, we get this quite a bit at Haley Marketing. When you think about Google business profiles, what it is, is if you Google your staffing agency, if you Google any business for that matter, a pizza place, a, a local venue, music venue. Maybe you're looking for the closest Best Buy or, or sporting goods store, whatever it might be. And you get that panel on the side of your Google search that shows you all of the information about that location. That's all constructed through Google business. Now, if you are not actively claiming and updating and utilizing that Google business profile, that's going to be your homework for the show. You need to claim that listing and you need to make sure with absolute certainty, all of the information is correct because when candidates, prospects are Googling your company, that's what they're going to see. Matt, what do you say? Where do we go from here? I think 
why it's important for me. So I don't live in the Google My Business world. I don't update it, right? Not part of the digital team. I know it's important. Why do I know it's important? I'm going to search for something. What comes up? A Google map, a Google My Business listing. If I'm looking for a restaurant, a hotel, wherever, that's important that it's up to date. It's important that it's good information because if it's not up to date and I call the place or there's no website listed, I get frustrated and move on to the next one. Ask my wife. If the information's out of date, leaves a bad impression, may never go back to that place again. Oh, whatever, fair or unfair. That's how it is. And the other side of it, I think, is the technical part. It's important to Google. It's important to have that updated. It's important to have good reviews on there. It's important to just make sure you're you're staying active with that Google My Business listing because it, it does have an impact, especially on local SEO. I mean, Chief Strategy Officer, Officer Brad Smith has said that a lot, that that small Google My Business listing is very, very important. Candidates aren't giving you a second chance. Matt alluded to it. We've talked about it in, on Insights before. If they can't find your information here, they're not going to another website to look for it. They're not going to go to Facebook to try to find it. They're not going to try to track down your website and find your contact information. No, they're going to go to somebody else on that map and they're going to call them. So to Matt's point, we need to make sure that address is accurate. Can I find your location when I look up your business? Is your phone number accurate? If I call you, is it going to go to the right place or is it going to go somewhere else? Is that accurate? Matt, are we updating our hours? And are we updating our hours in Google business? You can update them for holidays. Are you closed on Christmas? Are you closed on New Year's Day? Are you taking a half day on things like Thanksgiving or um, maybe a random Friday? You're just shutting down for the day. Are you updating that so that your candidates, if they're looking you up in real time on that day, know, oh, they're closed. Are you updating that? Matt, you made a great point on Google reviews. This is your first impression. When somebody Googles your business, you might be the best staffing firm in the entire world. If your Google reviews don't reflect that, sorry, no one's going to care. We need to make sure you have that strong, strong first impression. And that's all controlled through Google business. If the information's not up to date, you're increasing friction. It's a show stance, reduce friction, big show stance. And sure. I thought your take of candidates aren't going to give you a second chance is spot on. No, they're not, especially when they have options and they can be selective onto the next one. Like don't, do not care at all. So that's, that's a great take. I appreciate that. And, And they're not, and it's accurate, right? If I'm looking for food tonight, right? We talked about fish fry season on a couple past episodes, Matt. If I'm looking for a restaurant that can seat me and my wife, for a reservation, if they don't pick up the phone, I'm not giving them a second chance unless it's the best steakhouse in Buffalo, right? And I'm scheduling for a month from now. Otherwise, no, I'm calling somebody else. I have a need and and maybe this is selfish, but I'm sorry, this is the way that candidates in the world work. I have a need who can solve that need right now. And if it's not you, I'm sorry, they're going to go to your competition. So let's bring this back in. You gave this, this show some homework. How do they get started with updating that? Great question. So what you're going to do, if you go to... I'm going to guess Google. You're going to go to Google. But Matt, if you go to... I'm going to grab you the direct URL here, and I'm, I'm Googling it very quickly. If you go to google.com slash business, you can sign in and you can manage your Google business profile completely free. Now, what you'll want to do is claim your listing. So you can do so by going in, inputting all the information. Google will then send you a tangible physical postcard in the mail with a promo, not a promo code, I'm sorry, 
with a verification code on it. You need to save that card and type in that verification code into Google Business to verify that you are actually in the location that you're telling Google you are in. So what you'll do is you'll go to google.com slash business. You'll sign in, you'll click manage now, and you can add in your location. Once you add in all the information and you go to verify it again, in a few days, Google will send you a postcard. You type in that verification code and you're good to go. You now manage that page. Now, Matt, as a disclaimer, let's say somebody else has set up that Google business profile in the past. Somebody else owns it. You can't get into it. Then you want to talk to your friends over here at Haley Marketing about getting into that. We, we might be able to help out if you need to claim a business listing that's already claimed by somebody else, some other steps that need to go into it. But let's assume that no one else has set it up. You're going to go again to google.com slash business. You're going to sign in. You're going to manage that and you're going to set up your location. All right, Matt, let's bring it back for another edition of the Matt Minute. Today, we're going to be talking about how you need to focus on the brand, not the job. Matt, talk to us. Today's Matt Minute, similar to what you talked about in segment one, I'm going to steal a little bit of your take, but we need companies, staffing agencies to focus on the overall brand, not just the job. Jobs come and go. And unfortunately, candidates don't care about the brand naturally, instinctively. They, they care about the job. They care about how much you're paying them. They care about the schedule. They care about the flexibility. You need to take it beyond that and create a relationship with your candidates professionally to where once their assignment's coming to an end, you're reaching out to them proactively. They know your brand. They know your company. They want to work for you. They don't just want to work for the next job that's paying them maybe 50 cents more an hour, a dollar an hour, a better, better schedule, better for the transportation. It's important to really build that brand, showcase your values, showcase your culture on your website, on your social media, in your actions with your candidates, and needs to be evident throughout everything your company is doing to build that relationship with your brand, with your candidates, not just the job. Jobs come and go was an incredible take, and it's so true. We talk to clients throughout the industry every single day who are constantly adding new jobs to their job board, right? Everybody's hiring. We're constantly getting new job orders. We're consistently refreshing those job boards. But the one thing that stays constant, yes, jobs turn over, your internal employees turn over. The one thing that remains constant is your brand. And you've taken so long to build that brand. And we need to continue to reinforce what it means to work for Matt's staffing firm. What is different from a candidate, from a prospect perspective in working with Matt's staffing firm instead of working with Brad's staffing firm? Does that brand stand on its own and does it have something that people can be proud of? You have to get beyond the transactional. A brand I feel like isn't as transactional as a job in a, st- in a temporary capacity. What can you do? Is it showing employee testimonials through video? Is it you know, getting a lot of those positive reviews we kind of talked about in segment one on your Google, Facebook, Indeed, even from the beginning in onboarding, in in training, in the candidate process, that brand needs to come through and being respectful to candidates or showcasing your values. At Haley Marketing, we do that a lot, right? How do we deliver a wow? How do we be the best in the world at what we do? You know, just two of our six values. How do we living our mission? That needs to come through and people really need to connect with it because if they connect with the brand, personally and professionally, they connect with that mission and they align with it. It's harder to quit Brad than it is to quit the job. Full agree. And not only is it harder to quit the individual or the brand, but you're also more inclined to refer 
others to the brand, you're more likely to refer friends and family members to Matt's staffing firm. You're more likely to, to be excited about going to work, about talking about where you work if you live by the brand. Jobs are transactional was an incredible take, Matt. And, and it's, it's true, right? You think about a pair of shoes that you might have. You, you change your shoes, what, every six months, every year, whatever it might be. You have loyalty to a brand, though. You change your job less frequently, I would think. Maybe in a temp capacity, it is a little bit more than that. But you have loyalty to the brand. And we need to, to continuously develop, strengthen, redevelop that brand. Matt, there's a great quote that I love actually from Warren Buffett. He said, it takes 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it. If you think about that, you'll do things differently. You've taken so many years, hours, uh, you know, blood, sweat, and tears into building what your staffing firm is. We need to consistently work on making sure that our brand is who we know it is. That comes to reputation. That comes to making sure that as you're posting on social, as you're meeting with candidates, is your team reflecting the brand? We need to make sure that candidates have a reason to work with you instead of your local competition. And Matt, I think you said it perfect, man. If the jobs are transactional, we need a reason for candidates and new future candidates to come back to us. Let's talk rockstar marketing. If you're new to the show, rockstar marketing is lessons that Matt or I have heard from outside of staffing. These are lessons from either sports, entertainment, or the largest online marketplaces, things that have caught our eyes, things that we consider to be rockstar marketing that we can bring to staffing and recruiting agencies. Matt, let's talk about local influencers. Can local influencers help your staffing agency recruit? A couple examples for you here on the show. Stefan Diggs, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, is a partner with Imagine Staffing right here in Buffalo, New York. So when you're driving down Elmwood or you're on Facebook looking at Facebook ads, their spokesperson is Stefan Diggs. And their tagline is, true talent is rare. So is our ability to find it. I like that a lot. Stefan Diggs is exceptional talent in the league. It lends itself very well to a staffing firm's messaging. So you have that spokesperson. Another example here, Josh Allen. He's the spokesperson for West Her Automotive. So if you're watching TV, you're on Facebook, whatever it might be, you're seeing ads for West Her Automotive, there's a very, very good chance that you're also going to see Josh Allen's face. These are local influencers in Buffalo, New York, who the community know well, who are helping support local businesses in the form of being a spokesperson. Matt, I'll ask you first, and then I'll give you my take. Can local influencers help a staffing agency recruit? This was a great topic we we got from, from ASA Central. It was a, a conversation beginning of March where they were thinking about, you know, how can I find candidates and recruit locally? Because candidates are tough. And can someone be a local influencer? And it definitely can work, I think, in the right capacity. It's going to be hard to measure. It's a long-term play. Like if you connect with a a local influencer, you might you might see an instant boost. But is it going to be a three, six, nine, twelve month boost? Maybe, probably. You know, when you came up with those examples, Brad, it was interesting to me. And the main takeaway for me was I've seen the car commercials. I haven't seen the billboard for a staffing company just because of my my daily consumption habits, my life. I work remote. I don't travel. I don't drive anywhere. I, we joked. I think I literally drove about 50 miles in the month of March. I watch TV. I stream. So I've seen TV commercials for the car dealership. 
I haven't seen, I don't think there's been TV commercials for the staffing agency, just different, different tactics. So it's interesting that they're using local influencers and I think they can work. My big takeaway was just how, and we, Kathy Duffy, actually in our recruitment marketing team talks about this. You need to be everywhere to everyone as much as you can. So could the Imagine Staffing campaign work for me if I saw it? Sure, but I don't see the billboard. I don't go to their Facebook page. If it was on TV, would I see it? If it was on all the time, like a car dealership? Yeah, that's that's my big takeaway. So I think it can work. Um, you need to be very calculated in how you would measure it and think about where your audience is spending time to connect with them if you have a limited budget. I gave you like 8,000 different takes there, so I'm, I'm interested to hear yours. It was, it was very wishy-washy, Brad. Here's where I'm at. I can be influenced by individuals that I respect personally, that I look up to, if I see them promote a product or a service that I know they're actively using. Now, if I know it's just an ad, I'm immediately turned off to it. This is me. So I'm giving you my Brad Biley's take, right? Stefan Diggs is not finding a job through Imagine Staffing. So for me, and this is no knock on their marketing campaign, right? I, I will be fully honest. I don't know their team. It's just an example in the Buffalo area that we wanted to bring to the show. For me, it's very difficult to tie the correlation together. I don't think Josh Allen is going to sell me a car. So it's the same for West Her. That does not influence my decision to go work at West Her. Now, if Josh Allen or Stefan Diggs were selling and, and promoting a, a protein powder, or they were selling a, a recovery drink, or they were a spokesperson for a watch, that might speak a little bit differently to me because it's a product that I might use. I respect them. I look up to them and I say, oh, if they're getting this success from X, maybe I need to also be using X. So what does that mean for staffing firms? I think staffing firms would find better success in having case studies and case stories about candidates and individuals who were down on their luck, couldn't find a job, were happy in their job, found a better job, whatever it might be, selling the case study because I can see myself in that position and in that role. It's more believable for me, the applicant. I don't know from a local influencer standpoint if having just the two biggest faces of Buffalo, New York promoting a brand drives me, Brad Biley, the consumer, to take action. I feel like it gets you in the door. It's a good take. That's what you were, when you were saying that, and I was thinking about it, you know, other products, services, whatever I've come across, mostly on digital. Sure. Like if you, Brad's looking for new protein powder because you, you work out a lot, it's important to you, and you see someone you respect that is pushing that, even if it's, you hopefully it's not just a you know an ad drop. It's actually something they use as genuine um, influencer. You'll think about it, and then it's not going to be like oh just because this person I respect use it, I'm going to purchase it. Some people might, but I would guess a lot of people it gets them in the door, and then your marketing would think about it or would it take you across the line if it was someone you really respect in I don't know back when you were you were a musician musician. And you were purchasing a, maybe a new guitar or a microphone or whatever, just because someone you looked up to had that guitar, would that be the number one reason you purchased it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and right. I know that there's, there's, you know, rig breakdowns where guys will talk about their pedal boards. They'll talk about the amps that they use, how they get their tone, it, it would be considered. And if you're trying to build a tone that sounds like John Mayer's, then you're absolutely going to buy the pedals that he's using. Now, there's a lot more that goes into it, but that would influence me. 
Matt, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of reflecting here for a second too. We're also talking about conversion marketing mm-hmm. and we're talking about getting people to apply or getting people to buy a product or getting people to the absolute finish line. If these are just branding brand awareness plays, these are beautiful, mm-hmm. right? Stefan Diggs is the imagined staffing guy. We're talking about it because of that connection. Josh Allen is the West Her guy. I'm talking about West Her Automotive, not because I have any sort of brand affinity to West Her, but because I have loyalty to Josh Allen. If if that is a play of, okay, in this marketing strategy, we're going to talk about brand awareness and just getting your name in front of thousands of people. We're, we're building brand affinity in Buffalo, New York. Beautiful play. If that then has a secondary layer of, okay, how are we now going to get these people who now know about this, this connection to convert? And there's another layer to it. Okay. Now you have my attention. Then there's a third final step of, okay, let's, let's punch them in the face and get them to actually convert. Now we're talking. So, so I kind of instinctively went to how do I get people to convert from a billboard? Maybe I took the wrong approach there. And instead it's just, no, no, no. I want to position Brad staffing firm as the leading mark uh, staffing agency in Buffalo, New York to do that. I need you to know who I am by bringing in a very, very reputable face. That's the take. It's know what your goals are and just know it's probably not going to lead to direct conversions tomorrow. It's similar to a digital, uh, visibility online, visibility campaign, brand awareness online. It's a billboard. It's a different, it's a different way to have a billboard. And the content you put on that billboard is, is increasing that awareness, that equity, locally and that's going to help hopefully in the long run just that's the take yeah i I think you're spot on i think from understanding your goals understanding what you're trying to accomplish with every single marketing tactic that you deploy helps you understand if this is worth it for you what are you trying to achieve are you going to generate thousands of more applications by having a billboard on a highway i would say no but there are other benefits that come with it. And you need to understand the ROI, the pros and cons of every single marketing tactic that you deploy. Matt, we got there. That was a fun topic. And and what made that fun is, Matt, we didn't really brief ahead of this one. We knew it was going to be on here. You brought your takes. I brought mine. We got to a point where it, it makes sense, right? Do you need local influencers? Yes. If your goal is to have that brand affinity in the area, it, it adds a ton of a credibility. Credibility, not a credibility. That's a made up word. It adds a ton of credibility. And for that, there's a direct reason to deploy that. All right, Matt, last topic of the show. When is it time to get a new website? Matt, I want to talk about getting a new website and and sort of paint an analogy here for the listeners. Because getting a new website is very, very, in my opinion, subjective. When do you need a new website? It really depends. I can't say if you've launched a website on March 18th, 2022, that you need a, a new website in you know April 5th of 2027. It just doesn't work that way. Much like when do you need a new car, right? So when do you make a decision to buy a new car? Well, one, maybe your lease is up and because of that, you need to go look for a new car. Maybe you have an older car and things are starting to break. Your, your wheels are falling off, literally. Your, your car is not working. It doesn't start in the morning. You're realizing that things just don't run the way they used to hint, hint website, they don't convert the way that they used to. So you need a new one. If the cost to fix that car is more than the cost of buying a new car, now you're talking about a new car. Matt, maybe you've had lifestyle changes. Maybe you've gone from being a you know single adult to now you have a, a family in the, the time that you've had a lease or in the time that you had your old car. And now you need uh, to go from a sports car that you had to more of a, an SUV for protection and transportation uh, and and just to be able to, to carry more things right in that car. 
your demand has changed. Therefore, you need a new vehicle. Matt, I think those are, are good pictures to paint when you think about a new website. I think it starts with, okay, let, let's start with this one, Matt. Is it old? Is it converting the way that it used to? Is your car working and doing what it's supposed to, or is it breaking? Matt, you talk about recruitment marketing all the time. Are candidates converting? Softball to you, man. If they're not, it might be time for a new website. It might. I I like to say what's under the hood. It's the perfect analogy. We've used that before we talked about this on the show, but segment one, a little bit. Is your What's your SEO like? Is it three years old? If it's even six months old, you don't need a new website. It needs updating under the hood. Search trends change. Tactics change. Google changes. The bots change and what they're looking for. The mobile versus desktop, you know, functionality. Is your, you know, are you able, are people able to use your website as mobile traffic leveled off a little bit in the pandemic, but I'm guessing it's going to continue to increase over time. ADA compliance. We don't talk about that a lot, but that has been a big hot button topic the last couple of years. If you aren't able to be ADA compliant with your website, it's time to have that conversation. So I think the conversions is also important. How are people using your site? We talk about mobile, we, you know, Apply process is probably the biggest one for conversions or how to get to a conversion page. Is it very simple to do that on a desktop and a mobile device? So really for me, it's, it's the under the hood. You know, the look is great. It's easy. It's the biggest win. It's probably the easiest win, the first win. If it looks great, you're going to be happy with it. But then in three months, six months, like when you drive it off a lot, you're happy. But then if it, it's not good when you're driving on a six hour trip and it's it's a pain to drive or it's not working, it's not bringing conversions, then you're gonna need to make more changes. So I think under the hood and really, yeah, a fresh look is great, keeps you up to date. It has branding, but also is it converting for you? I could talk about this analogy for hours. You know, my, my dad's been in the automotive industry his whole life and I remember him telling me very directly that um, the, the average car buyer loses interest in their new car within six months. So you buy a car for the most part, based on looks, based on some of the features that you think you need at that time, by the time six months is up, it's just a second nature thing that you have in your driveway that you drive. Sometimes your website, you could buy on looks, but it needs to run and it needs to function and it needs to do what you need it to do. And if your website from four years ago is no longer running the way that you need it to because you've changed your business, well, then you need a new website. You need a new car, right? If you bought a car or you bought a website, right? Stick with us on that analogy three years ago. And in that time, your life has changed. You've gotten married. You've had a kid. Things have changed in your life. And that car, that website Maybe you've changed divisions, you've added brands, you've added different layers of your business. Maybe you've added uh, different specialty areas that you service. You've added team members, you've added different divisions, things like that. If that's changed, well, then you need to evaluate if the cost is easier to change it and edit it or just buy a new one. Same analogy as that, that car analogy. Matt, I, I think you made a good point based on buying a website just based on good looks. We can't do that. And, and I know that we want a website that is aesthetically pleasing because we want to have that wow, that, that wow moment of a great, strong first impression. So yes, design matters and is critical. But for me, I am so much more concerned about the customer and the client and the candidate experience than I am what it looks like. If you have the most beautiful car in the world, but it doesn't have any tires on it, what the heck's the point? 
If you have a beautiful website, but it doesn't convert and people can't apply or they can't reach out about your services, what's the point? We need to make sure that those two ideas are married together and that you're not just buying something on looks, but you're also buying a website that's going to convert and work for you. Matt, anything else when it comes to websites that that's on your mind? When you think about, is it time to get a new website? How might people identify it? If it's a few years old, it's probably time to think about it. You know, we've always said Haley marketing every three years is good. Um, just because functionalities change so much. I mean, it's not something, yeah, if you bought a new one, March, 2019, and now it's April, 2022. Yeah, it's time. You know, hopefully you've been updating it. It's, it needs to leave it living, breathing resource. It needs to be constantly tweaked, adjusted throughout that time. Kind of like your car, right? Needs an oil change, needs air in the tires. So if it's been a few years, now's the time to have that conversation. And our team at, at Haley Marketing is probably has a really good process. Not probably, it does have a really good process on how to look at it. And for conversation both ways, it's, yeah, you need a new website or actually three ways. Yeah, you need a new website. Yeah, you might need a new website or yes, you definitely need a new website. So that's where our, our marketing consultants and our and our team over there will give you the honest answer. And nothing else to add. There is no clear answer into when you need a website. I think it's all subjective and comes back down to your business and understanding what it is that you've done. Matt said it perfectly. If you have questions about your current website, if you think you might be ready for a new site, but you're not too sure, reach out to our team of marketing educators. Be sure you tell them that Insights sent you. They would love to chat with you about what's working well for your website and maybe some opportunities for you to improve. Some opportunities for you to either have that tune-up done, maybe get those, those tires changed, have that oil change conducted. What can we do to just make those small tweaks to make your machine run better, faster, stronger? Or hey, maybe it's time to take a new car off the lot and we would love to have that conversation with you. That's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we'd love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. Have a question for us? You can tweet us at Haley Marketing and let us know what you're thinking or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You can check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators. For my podcast partner, Matt Lozar, this is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time.